Welcome to the Own Your Hustle podcast. My name is Ruby Lee. I'm a side hustle coach, entrepreneur, and all the energy you need to turn your idea into freedom. Here's a little something about me. I was once nearly fired for having a side hustle, and today I dedicate my life and business to enabling early stage entrepreneurs everywhere to create options in their career and abundance on their own terms, some while still balancing a day job. Side hustlers are the future of work, and I am unapologetic for our ambition. From working through your hundred ideas to creating a successful sideline business, I'll share my own experiences, practical tips, and help you crush through those mindset blockers. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get started. Welcome back to day three of From Side Hustle to Sold Out. Today's topic is going to be all about how to actually overcome those fears of LinkedIn and to start selling like a badass boss on there. Now, this is something that I know I've crafted for the longest time. I've done so many different iterations of my own selling journey on LinkedIn. It's something that I've trialed and I've tested and I've worked out what feels really great for me, but also really seen and studied the landscape that is LinkedIn and how they're accepting the sales message on the platform itself. So I really want to dive into that in today's training. This training is pre-recorded. We did try and do a live training. Unfortunately, the internet here in England isn't complying with tonight's scheduled time, but this is the way that we get to adapt as entrepreneurs. If you've got a set time that you want to do something and you've worked to this point where you feel really ready to deliver some, you know, cut through information, then just take advantage of the time. If you can't go live, go old school, pre-record it. Or if you're pre-recording and you want to capture that live energy, then go live. This is the lesson that I'm taking from it. And I know that all of you watching this video is going to get so, so much from tonight's training. So before we jump into today's training, I wanted to also say, firstly, thank you so much for all of your feedback and your messages that you're sending through to me about how this training series has really helped you move past your own limiting beliefs and helped you actually, you know, take that first step or take action to either join LinkedIn Brand Boss or go in with your LinkedIn journey and to just hit start and begin. It means the absolute world to me to receive this sort of feedback from all of you, but also to see you absolutely thriving and going out there and giving things a go. As we discussed, tonight's topic on fear. Now, with LinkedIn Brand Boss, we are about three days away from kicking off from our eight-week group coaching program together. So if you have not yet checked it out, I have left it in the description for this video, and it's definitely not too late to join. Our first call takes place at 9 p.m. BST on the 28th of August, and it is going to be an absolute whopper of a session, a two-hour workshop 
to help you establish your brand pillars and to help you actually clarify your brand from day one of the training. Now, as soon as you join LinkedIn Brand Boss, there is actually going to be a pre-work component. So you will get started right away. There is some exercises, some workbooks, and some videos to watch. So it's not as though you're going to be waiting these next couple of days for the kickoff. There is work to be done from this very second. We now are up to over 40 registrations in LBB, meaning that we only have three more spots left for red carpet, which is the all-inclusive access to me, including a 90-minute strategy session. And if you're wanting to do that, I would definitely be quick. That is going to sell out in the next couple of days. All right. Without further ado, let's jump into tonight's training, which is going to be all about how we get over the fear paradox of LinkedIn. Now, firstly, to get through fear, we need to know what it looks like, warts and all, as they say. One of the best ways to overcome fear is to actually look at it in the face and to see how and what sort of monsters you're dealing with, right? So as we're talking about this, let's establish your fears. What are they? I want you to start thinking about all the things that have held you back in the past from showing up. What are the voices in your head telling you? What's the narrative that your mind is playing over and over again? And what are the excuses that you've come up with to either really grip you in procrastination or not take you to that place of action whatsoever? So grab your notepad and draw a line right down the middle of the page. So you should have two columns. Now on one column, one side of the page, I want you to write what your fears are and what others think. So one side of the column, what others think. On the other side of the column, I want you to write what you think. I believe that fear boils down to these two columns, especially when it comes to showing up on LinkedIn. So in the column where it says what others think, typically speaking, and after having coached hundreds into creating a personal brand on LinkedIn, the what others think column will comprise of what your employers will say, believe, and think, what your peers will say to you, and also what your larger community and how they will react to you being on LinkedIn. Be specific in your columns as well. Write down the exact thought that you had. So, if it's what others think and it's an employer fear, you might be writing down, my employer is going to fire me if I show up on LinkedIn, especially LinkedIn video if I don't represent them. Another example, a common example is my peers are going to talk about me behind my back and there will be a perception that I'm not showing up 100% for my day job. If it's your community, you might be fearful of how they are perceiving you and whether you are expert enough to comment on the industry that you are in. In the second column, I want you to write what you think. What are the fears that go on in your mind about your own personal standards? So typically they will be things like perfectionism, comparisonitis, how you look. So writing out these, all of your fears and getting 
face first in with what are some of the voices that you are currently hearing each and every day holding you back from sharing your message is the very first step in really understanding what you're dealing with right now. In looking at these, it might be enough for you to quash them. I have done this myself in terms of my own fears and I've looked at them and I've gone, oh my gosh, these seem so much bigger in my head. And when I see them on a piece of paper, I think, um, that's so lame. Like I get to actually strike that off the list right now and it's dealt with and it's gone. What you might be left with now are the big boys, the big fat fears that you are like, oh, oh, like I feel this is real. This is scary. This is going to thrust me into a place of crossroads and decision-making. It's going to bring up a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of self-actualization that I don't really want to do. So here's how we deal with it. When you are dealing with a fear of what others think, so in column one, eliminate it at the source. What I mean by this is open up discussion where necessary. So I'll give you an example of what happened in my own my own life, right? As I was really worried about what my employer would think, especially after having had a serious discussion with my previous employer, I was very mindful about how my new employer would perceive me showing up on LinkedIn and raising my personal brand. I was actually at this point in time in the second interview stage of becoming the head of recruitment at a tech startup company. And I really wanted the job. I thought it was great flexibility. It was a few days a week, cool company culture. And it was an entrepreneurial space that I knew I wanted to dive into before going all in with my business. And I had to actually nip it at the bud. I had to go to the root source of my fear and open up the conversation with my interviewers. And I told them in the very last interview that I had a desire to show up more on LinkedIn and not particularly just for my employer, but also to show up from a personal branding perspective. I said to them that I'm someone who is 100% on when I'm in the business, but I'm also a huge believer in being able to share your message out there with the world, including a professional platform like LinkedIn. What happened was my interviewer said with a huge smile on their face, Ruby, that is the exact thing we want to hear from our employees here. We love the fact that you are embracing this you know, internet age where you're able to go out there. We fully encourage side hustles and entrepreneurism, and we think it would be fantastic for us as well. The more that you're out there, you're actually raising our brand indirectly. So that was a perfect example of me actually nipping that fear and eliminating my fear at its source, opening up the discussion. You'll be surprised by the response that you receive, or you will actually be surprised by your response to the the discussion that you'll have. So what I mean by this is if you hear something that is not as desirable as my particular example that I just gave you, you will be shocked by being at that crossroads finally. You'll either be very relieved that you get to make a decision and you finally know the real truth, or you'll be surprised by 
actually, you know what? I do need a little bit more time before showing up. We talk all about this in LinkedIn Brand Boss in much greater detail, but I do hope that that has given you a little bit of insight about how I coach my clients on how to actually, um, you know, release those fears and get through those fears. The other thing that I will say about fears that are external is check in with the validity of that fear source. Are they going to be your clients or your future clients? So if that Uh, If that fear of, oh my gosh, what are my colleagues going to think about me or my friends and my family going to think about me? Are your friends and your family or your colleagues and friends going to end up becoming your clients or people that are referring clients to you? Yes or no. If it's a no, you get to actually scratch that fear out and delete it once and for all. If it is a yes and you feel that they will become future clients. Well, your future clients, and we're talking about your soul aligned clients right now, will appreciate each and every part of you. They will love the fact that you stand for your mission, your vision, and your values. And they will also fall even deeply more in love with your message for the things that you don't stand for in this world. So this is how we start to really attract our aligned clients. That's all all it comes down to. Now, if you are, for example, wishing and hoping that your current employer, so I'm speaking to my side hustlers here, will eventually either become clients. So as you leave the company as a full-time employee and you're wanting to, let's say, consult back to the business for a period of time, or maybe you're a recruiter and you want to recruit for the company again, but as an external recruiter, whatever your example is there, Once again, if they do not believe in you as an entrepreneur showing up for your business, then guess what's going to happen? You're going to become a contractor or a consultant back to the business and they're going to be thinking, well, is this business actually for real? How are they doing their marketing? It's interesting how the lens can change very quickly when you do actually become a service provider to your employer. For those of you that have been in that position, you'll know exactly what I mean by this, that there is a level of respect that you stood up for your message, that you showed up for your business. And here you are knocking again for this opportunity at your past employer. So if any of this is making sense, please let me know in the comments and let me know if you have any questions that has stemmed from this as well. I actually was in that position where I was uh, consulted back into my business and my employer said that very thing, that they were very um, excited to see that I was showing up for my business. They were excited to say that they were working with the Ruby Lee brand, that they respected my approach. And whilst I was working with them, there was maybe a small level of compromise around personal branding on LinkedIn, whereby I would say to them, I would show up with my message, but I would also show up to talk about the employer brand. So there was a really nice balance between both messages. And once again, I'll be going through this in LinkedIn Brand Boss. If you're dealing with your own expectations, things like comparison and perfectionism, I do have a few examples for you that we can go through. The majority of people, so listen up, lean in, come in here. The majority of people, especially on LinkedIn, all 575 million users don't actually care. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So let me give you a very practical and real example here. 
when I was in New York City, which was only a couple of weeks ago now, I was on the subway and what happens is they have these performers, street hustlers come in to each carriage and they have something, a talent that they, you know, I guess want tips for, right? So they'll stand there and they'll be juggling balls or rapping or singing. And then at the end of it, they'll go around the carriage and they'll hold out their hat for tips. Uh, You'll also see people that will have food, um, chips and drinks and things like that. And they'll ask if anybody wants a snack. The majority of people in the carriage was actually just so tuned out. They were so used to it. They were looking down at their phones. They were talking to each other. They were just staring out the window, not making any eye contact at all. But guess what? There was one or two in each carriage that also did pay attention or did want to drink and they would then tip or pay for that particular snack. So what I'm trying to say here is the majority of people don't care. So if you are actually going, oh my God, I'm so stressed about how I'm looking today. I've got a pimple, can relate. Um, My hair is not you know, looking great today, can relate. Oh, you know, it's too late or my internet is not working, can relate. Guess what happens? You do it anyway, because for the one or two people that are there waiting for you to show up, move past your bullshit excuses and your fears is the very moment that you start to rise above those voices that you're telling yourself, right? You're actually quashing them each and every time you move through it. So just by showing up, think about the fact that you are inspiring others. For those of you that are high performers, you know who I'm talking about. You're always raising the bar and wanting to hit big strides and big results. You're always wanting to get more and more views and more and more engagement. And you're super worried whenever things seem like they're falling or they're not quite being executed the right way. Here's what I have to say about that. See the long game. Some days we just have shitty days and we're not as good as we want to be. Some days we're not running as fast as we want to go and we're not beating that timer. Other days the pie crust that that we have practiced years and years of making just doesn't rise the way that you want it to. Some days you're curling your hair and you're like, oh, I did it really nicely for Friday night, date night. Why can't I get it to work this morning for that really important board presentation, right? Every day is not the same. We're not made to have those days all the time. But once again, what matters is that you are showing up and you are showing up consistently for your message and your business. Perfectionists, raise your hand right now. Holler out at you. I am so opposite to being a perfectionist, you guys. So here's what I have to say from someone who is imperfect and completely undone. P.S. I'm actually sitting in boxer shorts right now. That is how imperfect and undone I am. So perfectionists, it's better to get it out there and get feedback and engagement and start than to not at all have an ability to open up your message to the world. And lastly, for those of you that are just stricken and tied down by comparisonitis or you're constantly looking into other lanes and you're looking across the fence and way over there and wondering, why are they doing so much better than me? Guess what? Everybody's done it before, but what counts is that you are doing it your way. 
You are doing it your way. And when I first began my LinkedIn journey, I started with a group that were other LinkedIn content creators. And I could, I think there's maybe like six or seven of us that all kind of started at the same time. And I fell victim to always looking at what they were doing or if they got more likes than I did or more comments than I did or more mentions than I did, I started to get really down about it. I was getting into this zone of feeling like, what's even the point if I can't keep up? And, you know, maybe my message isn't as strong as theirs, or maybe I should actually, I don't know, put more effort into the way I look and put more makeup on. Maybe I should just get better lighting and a better setup. And I started to once again go through all of these voices. So I did the column exercise and a lot of my fears fell into my own thoughts and my internal state. And what worked really well for me was actually unfollowing and hiding those particular content creators, not because I didn't believe in their message and I didn't want to encourage them, but I just had to really protect my own energy. And I had to come from a point where I wasn't constantly looking over my shoulder and not looking right in front of me and realizing that the race that I was running was one that was special and unique in my own way. So that's how I dealt with it. And it actually was so amazing. After having put my blinkers on, guess what happened? I ran harder and faster more than I ever had before. There was just no distractions. There was so much focus. There was such incredible productivity, especially when it came to just focusing on the message that was here to help others. So as we are shifting gears slightly and we're talking, we're shifting from our fear-based behaviors and what's holding us back to showing up like a boss, selling like a boss. Here's what I have to say about everything that I've just spoken about fear. There is so much adventure on the other side of fear. There is so much opportunity on the other side of fear. There is so much of your greatness just waiting for you on the other side of your fear. Look at that page that you've just written down with the two columns. You get to scrunch that piece of paper up and just chuck it in the bin casually. It's done. You're actually over it. As of today's training, you're done with it. It's time to show up like a boss. It's time to show up like a LinkedIn brand boss. Hey, do you see what I did there? (laughs) All right. So selling, I was just saying to Michael, this has become one of my most favorite topics that I coach on now. And it just is so ironic to me because I used to hate selling. I hated it with all of my cells and everything within me. I always felt super awkward selling. I always felt like, oh my gosh, like how am I supposed to do this without being just so like, oh, I was just so turned off by how others were doing it on the platform that I just felt really extremely worried that I was going to fall into that same trap. So what happened was I tried out a few different strategies. I did a few courses and I might've taken up my coach's advice. And then I did what someone else was doing for a little bit, coming back to comparisonitis, read a lot of books, listened to a lot of podcasts. I mean, this is just six months of 
trialing and testing what worked really well for me, but also studying how the LinkedIn audience responded to my different sales techniques and strategies. So this is my advice to you. And I want to give you a couple of tips today to try out for yourself. Like I said, everyone's got a different selling style, but this is what has gotten me to the point of building a quarter of a million dollars in the first year of going full time into my business purely by using LinkedIn as my key sales platform. Be clear about what you're offering. Marketing 101, right? but you can never hear that advice too many times. I can almost guarantee that if I were to sit down with you and your business and ask you a few questions, you may throw in a couple of ums in there and you may throw in some long pauses and a silence, or you might just say, oh, I don't know. And these questions really link back to the messaging work that we did in day one. So if you haven't watched that, go back to day one. Are you clear on the outcome that you're offering someone? Or are you just selling a product and not really sure what's in your cart, what's on your shelves, what's on your digital shelves? So I'll give you an example. I'm currently in Manchester, England. And one of the things I've noticed here is In and around town, there are a couple of street vendors that actually have a moving shop. They have a cart, a huge cart, like a couple of bookshelves on a like trolley type thing, and they push it around the city all day long. And there's watches and scarves and postcards and pens and drinks and feathers and porn magazines. I don't know, like there's a whole heap and array of things. As I'm like glancing into these carts, I'm like, what is in these things, right? And as a consumer, there is little to no interest to stopping the man or the woman and saying, oh, I'd actually like to look at your stock. No way. It was like a cart of everything. No one really knows what they are selling but they are just grinding every day. They are pushing around this heavy cart around Manchester from dusk until dawn or from dawn until dusk. And I just think, are you guys even making a sale? I would actually doubt if they make a single dollar by doing that. And it's so sad to think about it that way, but I think this is what LinkedIn is missing. I've seen a lot of LinkedIn people out there who are literally just selling and sharing a nothing message. And then they come back and say, well, LinkedIn doesn't work for me. And they come back and say, LinkedIn isn't really a place to sell, which there may be some truth to that, which I'm going to get to in a second. But they will also say things like, oh, LinkedIn's just full of, you know, crappy, like spammy messages. That's maybe because that's what you're attracting and you're unsure about how to also curate your feed. So let's go deeper. Who are you here to serve? If you are watching this, please pause it. And if you are not answering this in flow, just pause it right now and let's take a moment. Who are you here to serve? For most of us, it's actually a version of ourselves 
five to 10 years ago. Think about the version of you five to 10 years ago. Maybe you were super unhappy with your health and fitness. Maybe you were really unhappy in your relationship at the time. Maybe you were a lesser person and version of yourself. You were just not that confident. You were awkward in and around networking events. You didn't know how to speak on stage. Maybe you didn't have a business, but you were trying to work out how to start one. Whatever the case is, there's a strong likelihood that you've started a business, coaching practice, mentoring business, speaking business, perhaps you're even writing a book about it on that version of you. That's who you're here to serve. Or maybe that version of you was trying to solve a problem and you realized that there was no one out there to solve that problem for you. And now you're here five years later, three years later, whatever the time frame is, and you're here to serve that version of you. Does that help? Number two, what is that version of you doing in the instant that they're reading your post, watching your video, listening to your podcast? What are they doing? Are they on the train, on the way to work, feeling so tired and exhausted from having a crappy dinner the night before and they know they have to change their eating habits and they haven't and they don't know where to start? And guess what? Today, you're a health coach for corporates and you're helping them become a better version of themselves to have high self-esteem and to perform better as leaders. Maybe the past version of you is sitting in a boardroom, bored out of your brains, listening to some old fart talk about something you don't care about, some report that you don't care about, and you're slyly scrolling through your phone at the bottom of your desk And you see a post saying, wouldn't it be great to work from the beach and have your own hours and work where you want and be your own boss and create something in the world that changes lives? And today you're a business coach or maybe you're in network marketing and you're helping that very person make that switch and make that change. So tune into that. Because when you can drop into that moment that that individual is reading the post or listening to your video you suddenly realize that you're not here to serve the masses. Mm -mm -mm. You're here to serve the 1%. You're here to serve that one person in that day that just needed to hear your message so deeply. And now you're awakening them. So this is number three. How are you awakening them And seeing that their soul recognizes your message, that their heart is suddenly skipping a beat, that they are sitting up straighter on the train and they're going, oh, let me just lean into this message a bit more, that they are walking with a pep in their step because they know that later on tonight, they're not going to watch Netflix, but they're going to go and stalk your website, your profile, your YouTube videos, your podcasts, your LinkedIn videos and decide if they want to work with you because suddenly you're offering a solution. And number four, they want more at this point. Where do you go from there? What are you leading them to? How do they get help from you? How do they seek that assistance? 
You see, selling isn't shameful. Selling isn't sleazy. Selling isn't awkward. Say that out loud. Selling isn't shameful. Selling isn't sleazy. Selling is not awkward. How does that feel? Now say this. Selling is offering a way to help that version of me five years ago. Hand on your heart. Selling is of high service. Selling is fun. And selling is playful. When I dropped into that energy of selling, you guys, everything changed. Everything changed. I showed up with so much joy. And even today as I'm delivering this free training, I'm excited because I know so many of you are going to jump into LinkedIn Brand Boss. I know it. And this is a way that I'm saying, here's how I can help you as much as I can in this free training. But really, the real transformation happens in eight weeks with me and an incredible group that is LinkedIn Brand Boss. And this is me sharing a message with you on how I can help you get the best possible outcome for your business, for your personal brand, for your message. And I share from a place of truth. I share from a place of just knowing that this transformation is huge. It's huge. So LinkedIn selling. I've always said LinkedIn is like a billboard. I don't believe it's a place that you can truly grow and cultivate a really deep community and a really strong connection. You can do it on a very individual basis through the DM and, you know, it's very manual and back and forth. So as you start to scale your message and grow your message, there needs to be a way in which that you can funnel your traffic from LinkedIn into a customer flow. Customer flow meaning a private group of some kind, Um, maybe it's your email list, maybe it's a way that you can, like I do with this Facebook group, bring everybody here in a tight-knit community and actually share a message that all of you are wanting to hear, a similar message. You're all, you have no idea how similar you guys are in the comments that you make as you enter this group. You have no idea. It's like the same messages, questions, comments, um, remarks that I get every single time when I ask you, what is it about this group that's attracted you to join? So there is such an aligned group here. Don't ever feel like you can't ask certain questions or that you're, it sounds silly to you and no one here would want to hear that. Yeah, they do. Everyone is so similar. So I found a way to take this like billboard kind of trafficy, high speed place that is LinkedIn. I found a way to actually open up a portal and to say, you know what? Here's the portal. Come on in. Come on in. This is, this is where the good stuff lies. So how are you going to captivate your audience and your traffic and start to actually give them an exit to say, hey, do you want to take this exit? There's something really cool in this exit. I'm going to feed you with goodness. We're going to have fun. You know, there's going to be so much stuff if you exit. And so here we are. This is the difference between pure LinkedIn influencers and entertainers versus entrepreneurs growing a soul-led business. You have a place for others to get to and go to. I've spoken to way too many LinkedIn influencers who will say to me, I have 10,000 followers and I haven't made a single dollar and I don't know how to begin. You can begin from 
five, 10, 15 followers now and start shaping yourself as an entrepreneur on LinkedIn and not just an entertainer. Entertainment is a factor in being seen and heard on LinkedIn, which we're going to talk about in LinkedIn Brand Boss, but it's not the main factor if you're here to truly grow a business. So let's get clear on how to sell on LinkedIn. Are you ready for the secret? Is this going to really annoy everyone if I tap the mic? Drum roll. Ready for the secret? You don't. What? You don't sell on LinkedIn. This is my hypothesis of 2019 to 2020. Selling on LinkedIn is often going to be like a scattergun panic approach. Come on, anybody, anybody. Honestly, it is like sometimes you are yelling down this cave and the only voice that's coming back is yours. So if you're not selling on LinkedIn, what the hell do you do and why the hell are we here and why the hell would we want to sign up to LinkedIn Brand Boss Lady if you're not telling us how to sell? I will tell you right now, LinkedIn Brand Boss is here to help you share because sharing is a form of selling and in my case has been the powerful generator of income, clients, opportunities. So I've come up with something really smart. Are you ready for this? An acronym for SHARE. So S stands for your soul-led approach. S stands for your soul-led approach and this comes back to my question of who you're here to serve. So coming in from that soul-led place where I cannot help but share this way of serving you, i.e. the past version of yourself, drop into that energy. H stands for hold the belief. If you don't believe that opportunities are going to come your way through your message, if you don't believe that your soul aligned clients are not out there for you, if you don't believe that you don't have the opportunity as much as the person next door or in the next cubicle to you has, then there's not even a point. Hold the belief. A stands for always show up. Always. Consistency. And your always might be different to my always. My always is every day five to seven days a week. Your always might be once a week. To some of you guys, it might be three times a week. So let's establish what always looks like to you. R stands for remain true to yourself. That's what people are looking for, right? We spoke about this in day one, about how we can really gain the trust of those that we're here to help and serve the most. And E stands for engage with a call to action. So this is where the tangible, logical side drops in, the tactical side drops in, and we look at how we actually lead our traffic source into our customer flow. So you can do this simply by saying something at the end of your videos or your posts, something along the lines of, be sure to come and connect with me. Be sure to leave me a question below. Hey, why don't you check out the link in my description? If you want to join a free group or a community, here is the link to join. Have you listened to my podcast yet? Here is the link for my podcast. And in the podcast, there may be a place where you're doing a more direct sell, which would be a very appropriate place to sell. 
So I hope this training has been useful, you guys. I love teaching it. I loved being able to give you guys all of these golden nuggets and the ways in which that I've been able to really remove the fears of LinkedIn and show up like a badass and sell like a boss lady and just be in that energy of selling is offering a way to help. Selling is of high service. Selling is fun. Selling is playful. And I hope this has given you the energy to do that too. Please let me know what your biggest takeaway and aha moment was. Do check out my eight-week group program, LinkedIn Brand Boss. We're almost coming up to that time where we are about to close the doors. And I don't want you to miss out. This is the last time I'll be running it in 2019. So if you have any questions, reach out to me directly. Otherwise, I shall see you on the inside. And in the meantime, remember that you can absolutely own your hustle. Bye guys.